Okay, we can both we can both tell the story because it is the same story. We it's, it's it's not like oh no, that's not what happened. We both go yeah, that's exactly what happened. Once so what's a pot time? So I'll let JD start because it does start with her. It does. That's true. The whole world starts with me, baby. Yes, it begins with you. Yes, <laughs> I love you. Tonight, you are my universe. So it yes. works out well. So once upon a time. Oh my god. <laughs> That's all right. So once upon a time, um, I um, huh, the most rapid way and most succinct way to get to the road where Chris and I intersect, um, is I was in a really bad situation. And I decided that I needed something of my own. That I needed to reclaim something that meant everything to me. And I had given up a lot. I had I had, had things forcibly taken from me. And one of them was comic books. And I said, you know what? Fuck this. I want that back. Because that was something that had been a really powerful force in my life. For many, many years, it was something I really had wanted to get involved in and I wanted to do. And even though, you know, and I had started, and I'm not going to get the whole story about that. Um, so even though I had been stymied and I'd been away from this for a couple of years, actually for more than a few years, I decided I wanted to get back into it. And I wanted to get back into it, but I wanted to find the gay angle on it, you know, like, like some sort of queer organization or whatever, because... Because I'm a lesbian, goddammit, you know, and I wanted to do this my way, and I wanted to feel comfortable within it, and come hell or high water, and, and you know, consequences from assholes, um, I was going to do it. So I found this organization called Prism Comics, and I decided I was going to write reviews for them, because I wanted to get back, like I said, I wanted to get back into comics, I wanted to get back, I wanted to get back into the game. You know, this was my game, and I wanted to play it, and so... The, a gentleman gave me a bunch of comics to review. I figured I was going to review the X-Men. He gives me a list of stuff and says, I want you to check out Chris Dresden. So I get, um, I get uh, Terry Moore's Strangers in Paradise. I get Colleen Coover's Little Favors, which, by the way, is porn. Um, oh, and, I, and then now, now all her stuff, you can't find it online anymore because she draws for Marvel. And hers just... <laughs> So now that she draws for little kids, she no longer draws vaginas. Um, <laughs> well, it's a trade-in, I'm sure. It's true. <laughs> I know, right? Probably a better paycheck, you know. Um, so I understand, I think. And then uh, Chris's work. So it's quite, quite this, you know, range of material. So um, strange, uh, Strangers in Paradise is a lesbian soap opera written by a straight guy. Why did you tell me that? I mean, I should have already known. Like, I used to read that, like, back in the day. People love it. it. I actually actually really like Strangers in Paradise. I thought it was done pretty well. In some parts of it, I was like, "Uh, I should have fucking known. So that's how you know it's a straight guy. The parts that are squeaky. You know, like when Kachu sleeps with David? Don't tell me that happened. Okay, I I didn't read past volume one. (laughs) What? It's whatever. So do you want this? Do you want to know? I... No, we're telling our story. It's what you're just saying. Okay. Shit. <laughs> just, it's fine. It's so, fine. Well, because the final episode was coming out. That's why I was reviewing it. Oh, so, you tell um, me how it works. Because if they don't get together, I don't want to pick it up. I'm just bitter. Okay. I'm a bitter woman. Okay. 
catch you and Francie. Yeah, if they don't get together, I don't want to pick that. They shit do, up. they do, they do. Rest in peace, they do, they do. Rest they do. in peace. What do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> I guess because the, the series is dead, <laughs> you know, um, and ended. Although they might bring it back because he needs to make more money, <laughs> but um, but uh, so they get together. Okay. At the very, very, very end, but that's that's all I'm gonna tell you. And of course. Of course not. All right, let's no, go back. Really. Let's go back to us being sweet. <laughs> that was sweet. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 <laughs> I have to hold it while I do this part. So, okay. So then I read Chris's work. And I'm like, holy guacamole dip Batman. This is me if I wrote comics. This is me. And so I. Again, and you're reading Max and Lily, right? I actually, yes, I read Max and Lily first. Okay. That's actually, yeah, okay, here's a confession, Chris. I've never told you this before. Okay. I like Max and Lily way better than I like Manya. I know you got whatever from Manya. Don't that's, care. That's fine. I, I get both, so don't worry about you it. You know, I, they, they're good. I mean. That's... You're allowed to like one better than the other. Don't worry. Well, I like yours better. They're two completely different things. So, also, yeah. the writing was yours in Max and Lily and not in Manya. And not in Manya. Right. That's, so, you're, no, that's it was okay. good, but. I, I love Max and Lily. I saw myself there. Yeah. <laughs> so I I saw myself there, and as if I were to to go into that medium and to do to do that, it's like I, yeah, I this is awesome. So I wrote Chris and oh, an email, and I had never done this before. But my thought, you know, I had just just come out as an author, you know, and I was just getting my own stuff out there, and I realized that. You know, it's lonely being a creative in that, you know, you put your stuff out, you know, as a musician, you get up on stage. And when you get up on stage, one of two things happen. People either clap or they don't. Uh. You know, right away, you can feel from the room whether or not a piece is working or not. You know it. You know it right away as you're going through it, you know. Um, But when you write a book, damn it, you don't know anything until somebody, a review shows up somewhere or, you know, somebody sends you a check or somebody sends you an email. So I decided with that in mind that uh, I was going to write to Chris. And I was using the same logic that I had when um, when I first came out. It sounds like a segue, but it's not. Um, when I first came out and I started, I, I asked a few girls out on dates. Um, it was really hard. Oh, my God. That was so hard to do to actually ask a girl out on a date. And. I had been asked out by so many guys, like all the time, and I was like, Jesus Christ, is this what they go through? Is this what they feel like? Well, God damn it, you asked me out, I'm saying yes, because I know how hard that is, you know? So I was using that same kind of logic to, uh, when I wrote to Chris, because I was like, you know, it's, I know what it's like to be sitting in a fucking vacuum, not knowing what kind of response my work is having. So I write to Chris and say, Hey, you know, um, I'm reading your work for, you know, Prism Comics and I'm doing a review. I hope you don't mind. I'll send you the review when it's done, blah, 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 blah. And um, Chris was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. And thanks. And uh, I could send you more of my stuff if you like. And I'm like, you know, now, mind you, this is the internet, so she can't actually see my face you know, <laughs> or hear my response. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. 
yes, 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 yes. I write back, that would be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't really have to do that. How much should I send you? It's like, no, 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 no. I'll just send you my books. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. So. Well, wait, the funny thing is, I reject, I still have that email. And it's like the first email I have from her. And it's always amazing. I look at it. I'm like, you do not know that person right there is your future wife. <laughs> Which always astounds me that that's the email and you have no idea what butterfly wing flap that is, you know? Well, you know, here's the funny thing is that when I knew I was doing something momentous when I sent you that email and even more so actually when you wrote back to me and we started talking a bit back and forth, I knew we had something. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was going to be. But I knew you were going to be very special to me. Oh, my freaking God. My I don't want to, like, cut you guys off. But my wife had, like, literally, the first time my wife ever actually texted me, she had a feeling that we were supposedly, like, that something momentous was going to happen to us, which was ridiculous no, because we were in two different countries. She did not know me. She was literally texting me because my roommate didn't have service, so she needed some way to communicate with me to tell me that she was getting work late. And she just did not know me at all. And was just like, she texted me and she's like, wouldn't it be funny if this girl somehow, like if we got married? Like, yeah. did not make it. Like, there was like a thought that was like, yeah. it was laughable. She was like, that's fucking crazy. Here we are. No, I totally get it. Yeah, well, our, that feeling. our story gets better, so keep telling it. How about you? I was going to say, you take over. Well, um, so I get this email, and I say yes, and I send her stuff. And then we don't say anything. It's like, I never got the uh, review. I sent you stuff. I, we just didn't hear anything from each other for like four years, right? Three. Three. Wah. Well, we did keep in touch for a little bit, but, but yeah, three years. But then I see like her name, like in Curve Magazine, I'm like, oh, that's that person who emailed me. I'm like, oh, she's a musician, cool, and all that stuff. But you know, it's like I see her in the media, so I'm like, oh, she's a bigger person than me, you know, in that regard that she's in magazines and stuff. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But no email communication, none of that stuff. And then I think MySpace, we tripped across each other. Yes. And you're like, hey, I'm on MySpace. Like, hey, we're both on MySpace. But we never interacted. Uh, no, it, it was... Uh, you're doing mostly music stuff on there. Uh, I, yes. Mostly so, music. No, I did some book stuff, too. Yeah. Actually, I, quite a bit. But I never really dealt with MySpace. So MySpace goes away. And um, then we had a mutual friend on Facebook. And I see it was... Um, Stacy, um, oh, Stacy, what's her name from the yeah, the pot, the podcast in, in Carbondale? No, 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 uh, she was in Portland and Stacy Bias, yes, Stacy Bias, she's in England now, yes, we had a mutual friend, <laughs> and um, JD comment, I'm like, oh, that's a JD Glass person, and I'm like, I should probably friend her, you know, because I was pretty new to Facebook, so I'm like. Hey, JD, it's Chris from MySpace. And you're like, oh, yeah, I remember you and stuff like that. And um, we just, you were posting stuff from your new book, which is right, I was writing Glass, Glass Lions. And um, JD was posting a little snippets every day what she was writing. And she posted this one piece. And um, 
I read it and it's it just resonated. It's a short little paragraph, not even a paragraph. It's just a little, almost a phrase, and um, it resonated. Like I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! And it, it literally put a picture in my head, and I said, "This is gonna sound really cheesy, but do you mind if I do an illustration for that?" And you're of course you're like, you know, cool cucumber. You were it's like, yeah, whatever, yeah, okay, go ahead. Oh, no, I wasn't like that. But it was like, oh, I'm sure you do something really intriguing with that, of course. And so I did this illustration. I did a thumbnail on a, a red pencil and a yellow post-it note. I scanned it and I sent it to you. And it was just a really loose drawing, and it actually became the, the first cover of the book last night. Right. And I sent her the the thumbnail, and I just drawing the thumbnail. It was. I'd never drawn that style before. I'd never drawn in the perspective and the way the character before. This whole new drawing style came out of me because of what you wrote and what you generated. I'm like, whoa, it was really weird because nothing ever made me do that kind of thing before. And it was cool. I'm like, wow, this is really intriguing and exciting. And I sent it to you. Yes. And it was your reaction. I, so I'm on the phone with Chris because I'm opening, she said, we're, we're talking because, you know, we, we would do that. And, um, I, I, was, no, it, we weren't even on the phone yet. It was just email. We hadn't talked on the phone yet. I remember, for some reason, I remember being on the phone with you looking at it. And no, like, no, oh no, 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 we hadn't even, we, no, we didn't even have, we were going through Facebook. We didn't have any email addresses yet. We were still doing Facebook. Oh, we were still, we were still doing the vetting each other to make sure each other's not a stalker. Exactly. <laughs> so um yeah i look at this image and i get this like my whole body just buzzes and my head feels like i don't know like i've been sh like it's stuck inside of a church bell and i hear it's not even that i hear i know and the words are clear as as a crystal stream and they're very specific they're this is the person that's meant to be your partner. You can't fucking tell me soulmates don't exist. No, exactly. It's true. Pardon my language. Or at love, at first, got... love at first sight. You know, everybody goes, that's such a trope. It's like, no, it's a true thing. I, I really, my, my entire body buzzed. And my, my head, literally, it felt like it was inside a cannoning bell. You know, I, I was just like, oh my, I, I was shaking. I was shaking when I looked at it. And it, the voice was really loud and really clear. And it felt almost like my whole body was under like this, like, like, you know, like when somebody squeezes like around like your arm or something like that, it felt my whole body felt like that. And it's just like, this is your person. And it just over and over, like, this is your person. This is the person who is meant to be your partner. This is it. This is, this is her. And it was interesting now talking about it. It's like, it was actually kind of gender neutral because an interesting thing like that. And I guess souls are, you know, genderless, you know, um, we just happen to have the bodies we happen to have. Um, but it was, it was so clear to me. It was so, such a deep, I, I, the only thing I've ever felt as deeply as that, as that is how much I love Chris, you know? So um, so I cut, <laughs> so I kind of, it was it was a really amazing thing. It made me a little, I think it made me sort of in some ways a little shy with Chris a bit because I didn't want her to sort of pick that up from me that my brain is like, I love you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> 
Well, because the thing is, I'm a very respectful person, you know, and I never wanted Chris to think that I wanted more from her than whatever she wanted to give. You know, I never wanted her to think that for a second because the fact of the matter is, is that I, I adore Chris. I absolutely adore Chris. Just knowing that she exists makes life really good. I mean, like really, really good. So if she didn't want that from me, then, you know, that's fine. I just want to be around her. You know? Well, it's a good thing I feel the same way then. It's awesome. <laughs> so, anywho. So, she, <laughs> <laughs> so I started a little post of drawing and you're like, okay, wow, that looks cool. You know, something like that. It, was, it, it wasn't really... It was a good reaction, but it wasn't anything over the top or anything. I was trying very hard. I know. Very... So I go and I draw the thing. When I go to draw the thing for real, it flies out of me. It like flows like like nothing has ever flowed creatively from my hand from my head to my hand to paper. And I'm drawing this. And I'm going. This is a whole new way of drawing for me. I it's me, but it's me at a different level. I'm like, this is really cool. And I'm this inspired by this these words that you know. JD is writing for her book. It wasn't even like written specifically for me. I just read these. Picture pops in my head and I have to draw it. So I finish it and I send it back to her. And I'm like kind of nervous. Like, man, she's going to fucking hate it. Or I didn't get the characters right. Now, mind you, I did not know the characters yet. I hadn't read her books yet. All I knew of her written work was these snippets. I hadn't read Punk Lightning or anything. It's the same characters from Punk Lightning. Hadn't read it. I just drew these characters intuitively. Just from what guess I saw in my head and I drew the correct characters the correct way in the scene. I hadn't even read the whole scene. I just read this little snippet and it's basically just talking. It doesn't even describe them at all. No. It's just a little you know, like you're saying uh, you know. They're walking in the snow. Right, they're walking in the snow and says something like a storm of stars. So just like, yeah, look at it coming down. It's like, it's like being in a storm of stars. And I'm like, that's really cool. Great imagery. And I drew the characters the way they actually look. I didn't even know it. I had them standing. I had one wearing fingerless gloves. All the stuff I couldn't have possibly known because I hadn't read her work up, up to that point. Crazy. Exactly. Like. Right. And I'm just going. They also kind of look a little like us. They, well, yeah. And um, I didn't know what you looked like. You didn't know what I looked like either. No, exactly. <laughs> so it was kind of like. make like Hallmark movies off of. Exactly. I just want you to know that. And believe me, I am the most stoic, like, no, this shit is bullshit kind of thing. I'm going, uh, wait a minute. Yeah, I didn't believe in that at all either. So, um, so I sent her the drawing, and I think that's when you wrote back, holy fucking shit. Well, my God, what did I mean? You were just, that's when you lost that might it. Be, that might be when I had the, the, the bell feeling slammed me over the head. Is that when we were on the phone? No, no, so no, no. So in my no. head, we was talking to you. I think. No, no, no. no you're right. No, I, I, no, I remember this. I remember. And this then you were like, then you're like, let's take. You kept, you know, I gave you my email address. Said, let's take it off on freaking Facebook messaging. Yeah. That's when we started talking back and forth the email. We consider that our engagement picture. Yeah. <laughs> it's like right then and there before anything. So um, the funny thing is, so we went back and we decided we're not crazy. We had like, we even had the email talk over about stalkers. We had, we dealt with them because we both had crazy stalker people, fans and stuff like that. We vetted each other. We had that talk. We knew we weren't crazy. So it's like, okay, we'll talk sometime. Trade phone numbers. I think you waited a good five minutes to call me. 
more than that I have to go to work. Yeah, well, right. But um, you were working nights and I get home. I get home and... No, I asked you if I could call you the next day. Right. So you did. I walked well, in the I door. So you didn't I, I wait got three days. Like, isn't that like an outdated rule that you wait no, three days? No. <laughs> <there, laughs> I, I have a story. I, I have a little bit about that. But go now, ahead, keep please. in mind, uh, for people who don't know, uh, JD was New York. I was in Chicago. So we're 800 miles apart. And uh, I get home from work, and um, JD calls. And our difference. Our difference. And keep this, <laughs> the, to put the context, I still know the first words JD ever said to me because. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> two weeks before, I had a Honda Fit. And if people don't know, Honda Fits that have alloy wheels are very lucrative because it's an odd sized tire, it's a small tire. And um, they're hard to find. But they have alloy wheels, so people were stealing the tires to put on, like, other Hondas to make them look cool because alloy wheels are expensive. Well, the Honda I had didn't have wheel locks on it because Honda didn't think that I want to lock my tires, my very expensive wheels and tires, onto my car. So I came out one Saturday morning to go grocery shopping, and I look at my car, and it is up on bricks. Oh, my fucking God. Somebody had stolen two of the tires. And of course, I posted on Facebook with like, what the fuck, you know? And um, uh, and I was one of the first people in my neighborhood. It happened to a bunch of cars, blah, blah, blah. So, JD calls me. I answer, I see on the phone, oh, okay, okay she's calling, great. Um, I answer the phone, and... Uh, I hear what I now hear is the wonderful as said is JD's laugh. I say hello and I just hear JD laughing. And the first words out of her mar- mouth are, dude, what the fuck happened to your car? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right, then we're off. <laughs> well, you know, we had been going back and forth on email so much at that point that we were friends. And, um, look, I will admit, I was like, I don't know what, what I'm, I had asked her the night before if I could call her the next day, you know, and what was a good time. So, um, yeah, I took this very seriously, you know? <laughs> so I was like, well, time's getting close, you know? So I'm like, well, what am I going to say? Should I, do I say hi? Uh, you know, do I introduce myself? Do I do this formally? Say, hi, I'm JD, but you can call me Jamie, but she was already calling me Jamie. I'm like, Hi, it's nice to meet you. I'm like, no, I'm like, no, not like none of this works. I'm like, oh, this is too formal, but we're already friends. This is stupid. So I'm like, you know, my friend had a bad day. My friend had this, the tire for her car stolen. She had a really bad day. So what would I do? What I do for all my friends, I try to make them laugh. So I'm going to make her laugh. And that's what I did. That's what I decided to do. And then I dialed and took a deep breath. <laughs> so so here's where it starts getting weird if this ain't weird enough so <laughs> I knew was introduced her as JD but she's like no call me Jamie and that's a name I'd only heard twice in my life bionic woman and when I was in kindergarten I had a best friend uh, a boy and his name was Jamie and I'm like I thought that was the coolest name and in all my years of going to school, high school, and all that stuff, I'd never run across another Jamie, ever. Now, it's not that 
you know, unusually, but it wasn't that common. I'd never heard another one. So when she told me it was James, like, oh, I had, I remember my friend, because it, we knew each other in kindergarten, they'd moved away, and I'd never heard of that. That name stuck with me, because it was, like, such a cool name. And all of a sudden, like, oh, Jamie, that's, that's a cool name. And, um, the moment I heard her voice on the phone, I was like, have we, have we talked before? Because I recognized her voice. Right. I don't know from where, but it was a voice I recognized. I'm like, you sound really familiar. Have we met? And you're like, no, you sound familiar. Have we met? And I'm like, no, we had never met before. I ever. was so glad. I thought maybe I, I don't remember if I said it or not, but I remember being so glad. I'm like, I'm glad you asked that because I didn't want to sound cheesy like I was trying to give you some line. Pardon me, but have we met before? Exactly. You know, but you really, I knew your voice. I do recognize your voice too. It was driving me crazy. I'm like, where have we heard this voice before? Where have we heard? I hadn't. I never heard her voice before that first conversation. My brain's going, you know who this is. I'm like, I don't know who this is. Who is this supposed to be? Your wife. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, you know, we start, you know, just chit chat and getting to know each other. And uh, JD says, uh, you know, well, I've been to Chicago before. And I said, yeah, I've been to New York. Goes, no, I went to Chicago. I worked like a, a contract gig out there. But it was out in the suburbs in some town you've probably never heard of. And it's laughable. It was really rinky dink and pole down. And I'm like, okay, you know, I grew up, you know, I'm from Chicago. Or was it? And she's like, did I really me? say that? Oh, you did. You were just trying to poo-poo it. I um, just didn't want you to think that I had been... You know, some, some power girl well, in Chicago. No, I think you're trying to pull the whole thing like I'm not trying to pull a line on you or anything. And this is information you could not know because I don't put information about myself online, especially those early days. Um, you're like, oh, my God, this podunk town, it was so small. And it was just, I, I, there was nothing to do there. And there was this, where I worked, it was middle of nowhere. There's this construction and a bad Mexican restaurant. And, and then I said, okay, where were you? You go, displays. Displains is my hometown where I grew up. And I just started laughing. I oh started God. laughing. I said, I said, I'm from Displains. That's where I grew up. I went to high school there. And I said, you're lying. I, my, my parents still live there. Like, you and have you, to be lying. I hear this pause that says, you're lying. I said, no, I am not. I said, if I'm going to lie about anything, it's not that I lived in Displains. <laughs> Uh, keep in mind, it is not a podunk town. It is next to the airport, you know? Well, where I was was abandoned. There yeah, was that's where there, you were, but, yeah. It's... But the building and the taqueria. Yeah, yeah that back was then, it. yeah. And woods and train tracks. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I started laughing. And I knew exactly the building she worked in. And all this. I was like, oh, you're in the county. Yeah, I knew exactly where you are, but, you know, whatever. But I, we were just like, what? <laughs> and you were like, you kept, you kept saying, it's like, you're just... You're not from this place. Like, yeah, I went to so-and-so high school. Blah, 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 blah. And you did not believe me. You were like, is this for real? I'm like, yeah, it really <laughs> is for real. That's hilarious. You two are, are like, is it possible you're like reincarnated soulmates? Because if you are, I'm officially your new fangirl because that's just like my crack. Yeah. <laughs> well, to make it even more like ironic, um, Chris's job was like down the road from I where remember. I was. I, I remember you saying that. Yeah, like like you were in the town the same time I started the job that became what I do now. Like the same like week and month. 
literally on the same street, just like five miles apart. Yeah, it just, what the fuck? Yeah, because <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> so you were in Chicago, and you, where you were staying, was like down where I was hanging out at the time. I know, I remember, yeah. And it's like, and if you had stayed, we would have come across each other. That's the thing. I should have gone out to the comic book shop that night, but I didn't. Yeah. I had to get up at five in the morning. Yeah. So we're, so we're finding all these instances of near misses. That is just crazy. Weren't you at the first uh, MOCA, too? I believe I was. I was there, too, but we never came across each other. So we have all these near misses. Were you, like, in the same oh, room? No, I was supposed street? to go. I ended up not making it, but I was in the park building, like, the next day because yeah. I had a job in here. Right. So we you have know. all these, like, ridiculous near misses that are just crazy that we've, that we've figured out over the years. And we're just like, ah. That's it's like, crazy. Come on. That's, that's some serendipity shit. Exactly. What's that? That there's a movie. Was it called Sliding Doors? You know. No, there's a movie called Serendipity. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. You guys are fun. <laughs> so finally, the universe got it right, and here we are. Oh, Thank God. God. And you know what, though, and and this is. My advice to people about life in general, um, I this my I will copy out by saying I wasn't looking for Chris. I wasn't looking for anything. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that I think that when you're looking is when you fail. Yeah. When it comes to the interpersonal, what I was look, what I did look for, what I was looking for was for something that was um, crucial to me, which was something that I loved, which was comic books. And because of something that I loved and because I was being true to myself through that, I found Chris, you know, who was also doing something that she loves and being true to herself. So that's, that's my, that's my takeaway. I think my very well illustrated example, you know, no pun intended. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's corny. <laughs> so. And that's what I think. I think that if, you know, if you want to be, you know, if, if you want to, if basically if you want to find the love of your life, do the thing that you love. Yeah. Well, I've always said the story too. It's like, what, it was like, why do you play guitar and stuff? I've never wanted to be in a band. I've never wanted to write music. I've never wanted to, you know, do anything that you, you know, I don't have a sheer joy of playing. <laughs> I like playing guitar, but my family's not really musical. I mean, we like music, but nobody really plays or performs or anything. And, but I just, I said it was, it's almost like a voice in my head. So as a kid, play the guitar, play the guitar, play the guitar. So I taught myself to play the guitar. And I bugged my parents and said, you know, can I get a guitar? I taught myself and I, you know, learned to be a pretty decent player. But it was like, you want to be in a band? No. You write songs? No. But I know how to play. And it's like, it's not like I did recitals or anything. I just, you know, sat in you know, the basement, noodled away, learned stuff. It's like, oh, I like that song. I'll learn how to play. I go, oh, that's how they play. And then I'll put it aside. And it's just like, I had to learn to play guitar because, you know, someone's going down the pike who's a really good guitar player. And it's really going to be your benefit to be a good guitar player. <laughs> it looked like your intuition was, like, was being your wingman there. They're like, trust me, this is what you need right. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like the universe saying... This thing gets so much better when you figure out why you're doing this. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, I get it. Because I said, I don't know why I want to know how to play guitar. It wasn't like, 
oh, I want to be in a band. I want to be like the guys on TV. It was none of that, you know, none of that drive that most people have when you read about people who are guitar players or instruments or the instruments spoke to me. I don't have any of that. I can play it. I can play it very decently. You're really good at it. But, you know, it's, there was no, for lack of a better word, reason for it, except now there is. And it's like, <laughs> oh, that's why, you know? Well, I'm actually glad I worked in publishing for the same reason, because I have a really thorough understanding of what you do. Yeah. You know, and I can, I can't help you do it, but I can at least, you know, cheer you on and understand when people are being idiots, you know, and, and make you teeth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And rub your shoulders. And, and I, my sympathy, my sympathy isn't, I don't know what she said, but it sounds dire. There, there, dear. Yeah. You know, my sympathy is, I know what she said, and that is dire. Oh, my God, I'm sorry, dear. You know? Yeah. So, basically, we've kind of figured out the universe is preparing our entire lives for, like, a good 45 years. <laughs> To, you know, to be where we are now. Like, (laughs) stories. You guys, you need to stop. I don't have time to write stories anymore. I'm sorry. Nobody (laughs) has time to write stories. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, damn, that is, that is beautiful. That is beautiful and crazy and would halt Mark movies are made out of. uh, Holy shit. I know. It's like... It's like this pretty crazy and all over the place, but it's a damn good story. <laughs> you know, and the thing is, it kind of all sort of gets to the, the, the you know, the, the same place, right? I mean, and some of it follows tropes. I mean, you know, we're best friends. We fell in love with each other. You know, there's a there's an asshole third party. Yep. You know, there's a miscommunication. I mean, you know, and here's the thing. I hate those stories with the, there's a miscommunication and they, they temporarily break up. We have a miscommunication. We don't talk to each other for a few months. Then we communicate, and everything is grand. And thankfully, nothing was either one of our fault. It was all some other jerk asses' fault, you know. And thank you, you know. And then we have been together ever since, and it has been glorious. It's been absolutely glorious. And the thing is, we never like really dated. It was like we're getting married, right? Yeah, we're getting married. It was. was, We skip. We actually date now. We got married first, then we did. Oh my god! So. <laughs> that seems to be the way to go these days. <laughs> oh, I will tell the creepiest, weirdest. Not creepiest, weird. If you don't want me sharing this part. Um, growing up, I had a best friend. Um, Let me share this. I okay. Yeah. Him. Who unfortunately was killed in the car accident. We were sixteen. And um, he was somebody who was really creative. That. Is the only other person in my life that was that creative with on an interpersonal level. And granted, we were kids, but we were drawing and writing comics together, and it was the first time I really felt that, you know, that collaboration with somebody who really, really got each other. We had really, really cool stuff. And, you know, stupid car accident, and he's gone. And it was really devastating, and, you know, just something that really that shadows your whole worldview and rearranges your thoughts and everything and approach to living and all that. So we're talking and, you know, at some point it's like, you find out when your birthday is and JD tells me her birthday and, uh, she didn't care to say birthday. Hmm. And I went, of course you do. Of course you have that birthday. 365 days. You have that day. That's my day. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I share a name and a birthday with your two best friends. It's true. 
and which your best friends with guys, but I'm a girl, but I'm a gay girl. So yeah, it yeah, worked exactly. out nicely. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> they knew. So I kinda went, just knew. It's like, mm-hmm. come on. <laughs> just, just like those weird signs of the universe going, what part don't you get? <laughs> I mean, did, was the universe that clear with you? Like, like I said, it really was that clear with me that this is your person. Yeah, of course, me being stubborn, it's like, no, no, no. Damn it! Quit proving it to me! <laughs> Did you hear the words like that? It, 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 it's not even, it's not, it's, it's like we often say, it's like we've, we've been together as a couple for five years, but we say it feels like forever. It feels like there was never a part where we weren't. Yeah, and at the same time, it also feels like we just got together this spring. Yeah, exactly. Oh and it's like it's like we've been together for like 20 years, but we haven't been. And remember the, the first day we actually physically met each other was at Comic-Con. Yes. And people who um, saw us interacting thought we knew each other for years. We had just physically met in person that day. We moved around each other like we'd been working together forever. Yeah. I remember thinking that this was amazing how... how well we moved around and with each other and interacted it's a very tight tight space and there's a lot of moving and a lot of a lot of moving parts a lot of moving people you know and i was really amazed and we didn't have to talk we just worked yeah. you know and we were, we were constructing things and whatever yeah we're we're, we're we're at a table and so we're building structures to put comics up for this and you know, and we don't even have to talk. We just look at each other, and it's done. Yeah, and it was just amazing how um, nobody believed that we had just met that day for the first time. Yeah, so we're at the table with us, like, oh, how long you know each other? So we just met each other today, and he looked at us like, what? Are you serious? Like, yeah. And we're like, and then he turned his back on us. I'm like, it's true. It's <laughs> very true. Oh my gosh. But, yeah, that's. I know it's. That's <laughs> but that's that's absolutely it's Chris you need a double <laughs> well it was so freaking fantastic to talk to you guys um, where can people find you um, we share our, uh, our, our shared website Dresden Glass D-R-E-S-E-N-G-L-A-S-S one word dot com one word is not part of the address Dresden Glass is the one word um <laughs> If you Google either one of us, you'll find lots of images and stuff online from other people that is still up there. Um, our website doesn't have too much on it. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, yeah, just a Google search of either of us will find Your one books or the are other. Bella. Yes. Uh, and Amazon. Uh, Gone is on Amazon, and my book that's coming out in February called uh, Her Curve, which collects my short story comics. It's like a 300-page magnum opus of Lots of one page, and it's all lesbian, gay centric stuff. So that comes out in February, but you can pre order on Amazon now. Yay! Yay! <laughs> you guys have been so freaking fantastic. Um, you know, I hope sometime in the future perhaps we can talk again because you guys seem to have always something going on. Yeah. And I'm well, always, yeah. I always love to hear people's updates. Well, thank you. Absolutely. And we'd love to. And one of these days, maybe we actually have to, like, maybe be in the same city and, like, grab dinner or make dinner Aww. or something. Well, I, I unfortunately do not travel often. The horses keep me from yeah. doing anything. But hopefully I'll be at Clexicon uh, next year. 
Yes, because I missed it this year, so hopefully I'll be there. And yeah. I don't know if you guys I, are for that gig, but it sounds that, like an amazing place. Up, our wheelhouse. Yeah, absolutely that's wheelhouse. what we're actually trying to get to, so that might actually happen. OMG! Well, if I meet you yeah. guys, I will try not to yes. fangirl in person. <laughs> that's okay. That's so all right. Will we. So will we. Aww. It'll be all right. Yeah. We can all be mutually fa- fanish. There you go. Oh, my gosh. As long as it's mutual. You know? All right. So let's let's let her wrap this up. Yes, and yes, go. go. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry because I have to return to the bedroom and not wake her up. <laughs> no, no, I, I totally understood. Yes. All right. Well, I hope you guys have a fantastic night. Bye. I right, go. We'll go. talk to you soon. Right, bye.